Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, the Arakwell people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, welcome to today's episode. Oh my goodness, I'm excited to have you guys here. It is going off over here. We're having a great time in um, my world, in the HDX community, um, in our Pearl Sequence study group. We already filled one group, so we're filling another one. Um, my retreat, oh my God, my Byron Bay retreat is like two weeks away. I'm so freaking lit up and excited. And you know what? It's my birthday today. So 48 years young I am today, so it's just so much celebration going on. Now, in today's episode, we are going to, or I'm going to cover the next um, episode, if you like, or no, the next topic in our human design roadmap series. Now, today we're going to be talking about foundational habits and beliefs and everything that kind of goes in there. We can actually talk about your dream as well. Like, what is your dream? Now, if you've just heard that and gone, hang on a second, I came here for human design. I'm out. Don't leave suit too soon. I know that these things feel like they're all over the place. Everyone's talking about them, but I want you to understand how they align to your design. So we're going to dive into these things today because it's super, super important. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. So the reason why I wanted to get into this today is because What a lot of human design people don't share with you is that your reality is created from your identity, okay? So who you think you are 
is creating your reality. Now, what sits in your identity is your belief systems, um, your I am statements. This is telling you who you think you are. Um, It's all about your attitudes. It's about your values. Um, It's about your unconscious uh, mind, your conditioning, or in my case, I want you to think about it as reconditioning because you're always operating from this. Like, well, 95% of the time, not always, but 95% of the time you're operating from this unconscious, subconscious conditioning, right? So a lot of people come to human design, they they get a reading or they start diving into their chart and they're like, oh yeah, wow, this resonates. This feels true for me. And then they have trouble integrating it. And a lot of the reason why is because they try and skip over this bit. They're kind of like, yeah, I don't want to look at my shadow. Yeah, I don't want to look at my limiting beliefs. Yeah, I don't want to look at that stuff. I'm just going to look at my design and go about it that way. Now, you can go for gold. But this little MG over here always wants to go the fastest road. You guys know me. I'm a line three. I'm really happy to take the bumpy road because sometimes, honestly, I feel like I have no choice. Um, So the big thing for me is that you want to find the fastest road to alignment, okay? And what is alignment? Alignment is the mitigation of resistance. It means that We are no longer resisting ourselves, the universe, um, our purpose, whatever it is. We are actually in alignment. We're letting that energy flow in the direction that we came here to flow, right? So we've got our chart. You know what to look at. You know what to do just at the outset, which is really cool, right? Now, the first thing you're going to bump into is your identity. And what's really beautiful about human design is that Often when we first get a reading or we first get our chart and we start reading about our design, whether we're aware of it or not, our identity is shifting because we resonate with so much of it. And the pieces that we resonate with, that's a feeling of truth. So that's already, if not unlocking, it's like shifting things. It's starting to to almost jimmy open or um, shift some of those beliefs already. Let me give you an example. So when I first discovered that I was a manifesting generator, I was really, like I felt so good about this whole being a non-linear being because so much of my adult life, I had tried to be linear. I had tried to pick one thing and master it. And it just, I just couldn't, like I literally could not my force myself to do it. I mean, I see so many people forcing themselves to do a job that they hate. I don't have that in me. So I can force myself to turn up. I can force myself to do the best thing. But before I know it, I'm self-sabotaging. I'm throwing a freaking grenade into whatever it is and it's blowing up in my face. So that, you know, I I couldn't force myself to do those things. So as soon as I started to understand that as a non-linear being, I was designed to do a bunch of different things that over time, probably by the time I got to 40, um, sometimes older, you're going to look back and start to see how all of these pieces fit together. And of course, that's exactly what happened. So in that moment, my identity that said, I have to fix myself because I have to, to succeed. I have to be consistent. I have to do the same things every day. I have to pick a path to go on. Um, and then just keep going on that path every single day until you hit mastery. Like, doesn't that just sound awful? Like, that's not for me. Um, I admire people that do that, but I just can't. So all of a sudden, my identity started to shift because I was like, oh, hang on a second. I'm not meant to be like that. That isn't my identity. So it started to crumble. And for me personally, because I'd worked in the um, 
the performance space, like personal development, behavioral change, uh, transformation, um, performance, you know, success. Uh, this was something that I've been trying to change about myself or fix about myself for a really long time. So the moment that I heard it, for me, a large part of my conditioned identity fell away because instantly I could just pick up, yeah, I'm a nonlinear being. I'm not designed to be like that. And then, of course, I got to know more about myself and there's this real pattern about um, what men would call inconsistency, where it's not really inconsistent. It's just that I can't be the same person. I can't do the same things. I can't be exactly the same day in, day out. No woman can. But it's amplified because of some of the you know significant things in my chart, like my emotional solar plexus or my line three. So this is the first way that our, our, our design affects our identity. Now, our, our identity is creating our reality, okay, because our identity creates the unconscious behavior. Our, our, our identity is created below the age of seven, all right? So this is when our brain is in a theta brain state. Um, it means that we are not in, in any way reasoning with the things that we are learning. We are just taking everything in as a truth, okay? So that's how we become who we become as adults. You know, I think it's... um. Was it Aristotle or one of them that said, give me the boy until he is seven and I will give you the man? So this is what's happening. And then when we we, we bring our design to it, we want to be able to bring our identity and our design into alignment, okay, which means that we have to have a bunch of ego deaths, to be honest, um, as we let go of those pieces of ourselves that we know are incorrect. That's not who we really are. And of course, human design really helps us do that, whether it's through um, our defined centers or our undefined centers, whether that's through our profile, our incarnation cross, our gates, our channels, our pearl sequence, like there are so many ways. And I'm going to get to those further down in the series. But today, what I want to look at is I want you to start to have a look at these foundational habits and beliefs that you have about what you want to create and who you want to be. So before we get to that, I just want you to answer and feel free to pause the episode momentarily. That is, what's your dream? What's your dream? If your brain just went into free fall because it's like, what do you mean? That's way too big a question. If you had a magic wand and you could just, you know, just wave that magic wand and create whatever you want to create and every person in your life would be happy with it, what would you create? Start at the beginning. And now understand that whatever the answer to that question was, you have to have the identity that matches that solution. Your design will also help you, empower you to have that dream. But you have to trust it. How do you trust it? You consistently turn up for yourself. You consistently challenge any beliefs that are not in alignment with who you need to be to create that dream. All right. So obviously I go into so much more depth in HDX about all this changing beliefs, um, defining moments, all of these things. Uh, And I've gone into, if it's something that you want to learn more about, you can go back in the history books of the podcast episodes as well and check out where I go deeper into beliefs. Now, I want you to understand the consistency of the daily habits that you create is the thing that creates success. Okay, consistently turning up for ourselves. You would have heard me say that as women and or emotional beings, we want to make sure that we redefine consistency 
as something that we consistently show up for ourselves over a 28-day period of time, okay? So what does that mean? It means that if you do something seven days in a row and then you miss the eighth day and maybe even the ninth day, but then you get back on it and you do it for five days in a row and then maybe you miss a day um, and then you get back on it and you do another eight days, that is still consistent, okay? Or you have, um, you, you've got your period, you're, it's it's the time of your bleed um, and you do nothing for like three days and then you get straight back onto it. That is still consistency, okay? And the things that I think, I know for me personally, that fundamentally shifted my mental health and started my healing journey 20 years ago now was, of course, gratitude and meditation. These are things I still do today, every single day. Um, and I don't do them exactly the same way. I have allowed them to upgrade as I've upgraded. I've allowed them to up-level as I've up-leveled. But ultimately, the key to this is the, the thing about meditation is meditation is about connection, connection to self and the universe, okay? Um, it's another way to develop and build our intuition muscle. It's how we can develop our ability to listen to listen and receive. So whatever meditation works for you, you go for gold. Um, I've used Headspace for many, many years. I'm loving the silver method right now. I also use uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations. Is an MG and a line three. I need to mix it up because otherwise I get bored um, and I lose that connection. I lose the ability to really feel into what I'm manifesting or who, you know, what energy I'm connected to or whatever it is. So um, and then sometimes I like to just sit in silence. So first thing you want to do, if you don't have a meditation practice, then create one. The other thing, if you want my bonus points, I meditated way before I knew I was a meditator. Um, and the way I did it was every day after school and before I would fall asleep, I would literally, I would take my dogs for a walk. And all the time that I was falling asleep, I would listen to music and I would just allow my mind to daydream. And that is definitely a form of meditation for me. I don't create it. I don't visualize none of those things. I just allow the music to take my mind wherever my mind wants to go. And it's been a time of really powerful dreaming for me. Um, now, gratitude. I want to talk about gratitude. This this is a real important thing because gratitude is the only emotion that can physically heal the body, um, that can physically create biological transformation. So when we're doing it, um, it's having a massive impact, mind, body, spirit, okay? So it's also something that helps us change our identity, change our neural pathways, change our belief systems much quicker. So having a gratitude practice is very, very important for our health and well-being, as well as healing our trauma, as well as manifesting our heaven on earth. So it's a really important practice. However, it's become so mainstream and so, you know, just do the three things that you're grateful for. Um, people, and I did this for such a long time, um, that you people are disconnecting from the actual feeling, the frequency of gratitude. So you want to make sure that you are giving yourself the time and space to deeply feel the gratitude for whatever it is that you're grateful for. And you want to make it a habit that becomes so ingrained in who you are that you're doing it all the time. 
So literally just that bird, I was thinking as I'm speaking, I'm like, oh God, isn't that beautiful? I'm so grateful that there's birds around. Um, It's become such a habit. Every time I get into the shower, I'm thinking of the things I'm grateful for. Every day I set out on my walk in the morning, the first thing I do is what I'm grateful for. Um, And it's not because I'm forcing myself to do it. It's because it feels so good. That's when you know you're doing gratitude in a way that is really helping you, healing you, moving forward, manifesting something new. It's because it feels good. You want to do it. If it feels like a drag or it feels like you have something you have to do, it feels like, oh, God, I can't be bothered, that's not the right energy to bring into it anyway. But gratitude is incredibly powerful. The other piece I want to say with gratitude, and I've talked about this a number of times recently, is that you want to be really conscious of being grateful for what you've got right now. And if you can't, then you want to look back at the past and see how far you've come. And then all of a sudden life right now, in most cases, is going to feel much better. It's not there yet. I get it. I get it. There's still all these things. However, you want to pay attention to the things that you have, even if it's just a few more years on the planet, even if it's a little bit more wisdom, there's always going to be something that you have now that you didn't have a year or three years ago uh, that you can really build that gratitude muscle. Um, And then if it's still hard, go and watch the sunrise. Be grateful for that. Go and feel the sun on your skin. Um, Go and drink out of a, you know, a running creek or something like that and be grateful for Mother Nature and the fresh water. I don't know. But little things that can really connect you to that feeling of gratitude because that feeling of gratitude is a game changer, okay, for transformation. So, The habits that I want you to pay attention to are meditation and gratitude. The next thing I want to look at is your beliefs, okay? And I know we've talked about it. We've talked about identity. I've said we can go so much deeper on beliefs. But at the end of the day, I want you to go back to the dream that you said that you wanted and then just work out all the reasons why you think you can't have that thing because that's going to uncover your beliefs. And then once you can uncover the beliefs, you can choose to believe something different, all right? Um, I am living proof. I had, and I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. I had a session with uh, the amazing Ellie Richter who does Psych K and we did this global belief balancing. And this would have been last year sometime. And she was like, wow, how have you created so much heaven on earth success And all of your global beliefs are out of whack because they have to be in alignment. So they have to kind of meet in the middle. Like, But for mine, I had, um, and I'm showing, if you're watching the video, you can see what I'm talking about. And if you're not, then if it's complicated, I'm sorry. So your beliefs, they have to kind of, they have to complement each other. They have to work together. But what happens with most people is they have one, like either both beliefs facing in one way, both beliefs facing in the other way or both beliefs being like incongruent in some way. So for me, I think all of mine were out of whack but one, and I think there's 12. And I've heard this over and over again since since that session, no matter who I work with is, it's like, wow, you can just change a belief really quickly. And yes, I can, but I never thought I could. I used to think it was this big freaking mission to change my belief because that's what everyone says. Like you have to do all the things to change the thing. And and then, of course, I created the evidence that, well, it changes for them, but it doesn't change for me. That's a belief. So I had to get really big on being a belief hunter and just diving into why I can't have what I want um, and going deeper and deeper and keeping chunking down and seeing all the things that came up 
Um, then, of course, in any emotion, any memories, anything like that, um, especially the defining moments in HDX, it's a really powerful meditation that you can start to clear all this stuff. Um, awareness is 70% of the game, right? So once you become aware of these things, then it becomes a, a choice of whether or not you're going to repeat that behavior. Um, so beliefs, look at your beliefs, what's standing in your way. Then the next piece I want to say to you is when it comes to success, whatever your definition of that, when it comes to freedom and authenticity, whatever your version of that is, um, you have to understand that it's not something that just falls in your lap. You have to have commitment. You have to have integrity, like keep the promises that you make you to yourself and you need to um, continuously show up in whatever consistency looks like for you. So whether it's these morning rituals, whether it's, you know, if you're an HDX member, one of the HDXs, like you just have to turn up. You just have to keep turning up, turn up to the classes. Even if you're not getting it all done, that's fine. You just have to commit to yourself, carve out time. Still to this day, I get up at five o'clock in the morning and, you know, it's never been easy. Even, even right now, it's not easy to get out of bed. The hardest thing for me to do is sit up and get out of bed. So what have I done? My alarm, I mean, I don't, want EMF in my bedroom anyway, but my alarm is in the other room and I can hear it go off. It sounds like birds chirping. Um, and I'm like, oh, I better turn it off before anyone else wakes up. It's five o'clock in the morning. So that's what gets me out of the bed. I've found strategies to get me up and out and I commit even when it's hard, I commit. Um, and this, this kind of brings it to the next level. And I want to talk about it. It's so, so important. If you want to succeed at anything, you have to get used to doing hard things. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable. I spoke about this on a Facebook Live um, this week and so many people are not willing to get uncomfortable. You know, money is one of one of my favorite topics on this and I don't actually talk about it that much because I don't love, I don't like the way a lot of entrepreneurs out there, a lot of coaches out there manipulate people into buying programs and they do it in a way that they use behavioral um, science to basically manipulate pers a person to spend money that maybe they don't have. And I don't think that's okay. However, I've recently realized that maybe I don't mention this enough because at the end of the day, you, there, there's a halfway mark, you know, like you have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone and spend money on the things that you know via your strategy and authority, not because someone's told you to, that you should be spending money on this thing because it's going to help you become the person. Remember, the identity of the person that's in alignment with their design, manifesting their dreams. You you don't know what you don't know. So at some point, you're going to have to get help. At some point, you're going to have to invest money. And I know for me, when I did my master coach program, it was $628 a month that I didn't have. We were living paycheck to paycheck at the time, but I committed to it. And every single month that money was there. So I started to understand that getting out of my comfort zone was really important around money. Now, having said that, the where I trained, they did an amazing job of training coaches, but oh my God, they sold you everything. They were just a money-making machine. They still are to this day, which is why I don't recommend them anymore. Um, However, did I ever spend another penny on another program? No. Actually, I did one, one that wasn't actually in the mainstream. I didn't do any of the other programs because that's where my boundary lay. And I didn't know at the time that was where my authority was saying, no, it's a no. So you know 
you know, and it's about building that muscle of being uncomfortable, you know, stretching yourself still in my business today. Like we do really well. We make really, really high six figure money. Um, we are now, you know, it's our mission. Now we're going to quantum leap, um, to our version of the next level. Um, and what does that mean? That means that again, all my money stuff will come up. And as I have over the last few years, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to invest in what I know is going to get us there. Why? Because I've built the muscle and I have the evidence that every time I invest in myself, I can back myself. And this is where I get, this is where we get to with these foundational habits and belief. Ultimately, by turning up for yourself every single day, by listening to your authority and investing in yourself, whether that's time, whether that's money, whether that's letting go of relationships, whether that's, you know, buying a book, whatever it is, when you do that, you learn to trust yourself, okay? And this is all about self-integrity. If you make a promise, keep it to yourself. If you are an MG and you're emotional or if you're an emotional being, um, if you have the 34 in your design, you have this energy that does, that is inconsistent or it's multi-passionate or it's non-linear. So don't freaking make promises until you have clarity. Just don't. Um, because the promises that you make to yourself, you need to keep them. You know, you need to be able to keep them. The other piece that I want to say is that this ritual itself of, of investing time in you every single day means that your success is inevitable. If you keep showing up for yourself in one way, you're going to keep showing up for yourself in every way because you get comfortable at being uncomfortable. You can do hard things, right? Now, this is all about building self-belief. I know I can back me. I trust me 100%, even when I make mistakes, even when my ego is like, don't do it, even when I'm like, I've got no idea where the money's coming from, all of those things. But I know it all works out. It always works manifests. It always works. And that is a muscle that I've built over time. Every day, writing in my journal, um, the evidence of what's manifested, you know, something that I might be um, focusing on in the morning, and I might be focusing on this thing in my meditation for months and months and months, every little time that it even kind of shows up or a version of it shows up or a synchronicity shows up, I'm writing it down and giving my brain evidence. I'm continuing to show up for myself. So this is the most important thing with your daily rituals is that you consistently build the faith in yourself, the trust in you, the trust that you can back yourself. That Because then you can't make a right or wrong decision. You can't invest in the wrong thing because you're going to learn something, you know? I know in my community, like people so often are like, oh, God, I was timid about investing. Um, and now, oh, my God. I've completely surpassed all my expectations of the program. I've, you know, surpassed what I would achieve. I've surpassed what would be the expectations of what would be in here. So you've got to be willing to take the leap. You've got to be willing to back yourself. But let's say you're one of these poor people that have signed up with one of these coaches that make you sign a freaking contract for what, like 20 grand, 100 grand. I heard about a mastermind that a friend of a friend was in and now she's trying to get out of it and the, the contracts are all legally binding and she's committed to like $100,000, if not more. And this coach is like, just crap, right? Well, you have to be willing to see that as, I mean, and please don't do that. Please don't go and sign fucking contracts that back you into paying $100,000. That is a massive red flag in my book. Um, unless you are already an elite being, you're already 
um, in the top 1% and you want to become like an Olympian, then you should not be spending $200,000, $100,000 with a coach. Like I just don't believe that. I just don't think that anyway. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. My point is that even if you do sign up for something, let's say you signed up for HDX and it wasn't the right thing for you, well, maybe your lesson was that you had to ask for, look, oh, I'm still in the 90 days. I want to get out of it. Then just do it. Or maybe you have to learn that you quit too soon and you don't commit. And it's part of that. That's part of the lesson. When you back yourself, you know that whatever lesson comes from the thing that you've invested in or that you're doing or that you've been put in your path, it's going to work out better than this. It's, it's, it's to help you grow, not to shrink you. So this is what all of these daily rituals are about, are fundamentally about building the muscle of being able to back yourself, love yourself, back yourself, be the authentic version of you. And when you build this relationship with yourself every single day, then everything else will fall into place. When you are challenged, when you are completely in flow, you're still going to have, you're going to feel good about it. You know, you're going to feel good about it, even though it might be hard. I just got off a private client call and she was like, wow, I had to have all these challenging conversations this week, but oh my my God, I feel liberated. I feel so good. Yeah. Because every time we overcome a challenge, every time we can believe in ourselves, every time we prove to ourselves that we are worthy, deserving, courageous, all of these things, boom, our consciousness rises, our self-belief rises, our self-worth rises, and everything else becomes easier. So that was a lot, bit of a rant as well. Um, However, please go through this this episode, take all the notes. There's so much in this episode. Take all the notes. Then what do you got to do? Take imperfect action in the direction of your dreams. That's what it's all about, yeah? Take imperfect action in the direction of your dreams. All right. Thanks, beautiful humans. I trust that you got everything you needed from today and I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.